Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Before we get into this week's episode, we just want to say that you might notice a slight problem with the audio. We have mucked up with microphones, so it sounds like I... Declan, and on the other side of the room. So turn up your headphones and hear Ned at his loudest for the first time ever, and then hear, and the loudest you probably hear me is in this notice. Now on to the episode. on film. This podcast is where we, a pair of gays, talk about what we're watching. I am Declan. And I am Ned. And in this episode we're going to be talking about My Policeman. Remember there will be plenty of spoilers, so take that as a warning and proceed with caution. But first let's talk about what else we've been watching. What have you been up to? So I'm going to preface this, that we're going to do a Leeds Film Festival special where we'll talk about our first visit at a short film competition that was Yorkshire-themed. Yeah. Mm. And we'll talk about Joyland, which we saw. Oh, I liked that one. On a different night. So that'll be coming soon. We've also caught up on Andor and The Crown, but we're going to leave them because we're going to do two... TV episode soon, which is something we've not done. Cause I wonder how they'll go. Very similar format, I would have thought. You reckon? Okay. Um, it's just a lot more hours of stuff to talk about, isn't there? Oh, I'm very excited to talk about both of them, actually. Because mm. Andor, specifically, is amazing. And what else was I going to say? What else do you want to say? What else you've been watching? Oh, Black Panther f- were kind of forever. We won't talk about that either because we're going to do an episode on that. No, I did watch that. And I have also watched Two Weeks Notice. Old Sandra Bullock. Rom-com. How did you find that? Classic Sandra Bullock rom-com. Right. Um, oh, I don't think I've letterboxed it, actually. Well, I will, while Ned is just looking that up, I've watched one episode of the final arc of The Walking Dead, which I enjoyed, um, and I'm very excited to see where it goes. Um, it's quite funny that I don't make very quick progress on The Walking Dead, because I'm not allowed to watch it when Ned is around, because he doesn't like the sound of zombies when he's falling asleep. Um, that was cruel, actually, that time. You let me fall asleep, and then you started I, playing it. I didn't realise quite how bad your aversion was. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. So, 
I've been watching that. I also watched Ticket to Paradise, which you spoke about. You went to the cinema without me a few weeks ago. I did. So, yeah. I did. Um, I think what did I you think? Two and a half star, because it was mm. pretty meh. I think the best bit for me was when they put the bloopers in the credits, because I really miss when films do that. Oh, I love it I when a film has bloopers. when Toy Story 2 did it, because I thought it was so funny that obviously... They made, made bloopers. For an animated film. Yeah. It, it was, I don't think the first Toy Story did it, but I definitely remember Toy Story 2 doing it. I used to laugh a lot. Um, it was really funny. Um, what else? Have, we both watched The Grey Man. Do we want to talk about that? It's very... Um, a lot of destruction. Action-packed. Mm-hmm. Did you say it's getting a second one? As far as I'm aware, they're a fa- oh, it's a fa- right. based off a famous book, and there's a, quite a lot of books, so I think Netflix bought the rights. And I think I quite enjoyed Let's it. Do. It's just you quite full on. Did I? I was shocked at. I'm surprised at myself, actually. <laughs> Can't go back on them, though, that's what we say. Once through Letterboxd. Oh, uh, yeah, no, it was. I gave it four because I like to award my fives to things that do exactly what they set out to do. Unless what they set out to do is shit. Um, and I figured it was a pretty good go, but I could have done with it being about 20 minutes shorter. Yeah, and the Russo brothers love a drone. Yeah. There was lots of drone shots. Yeah. I, what I wrote on my Letterbox review is that I loved the continuation of asshole Chris Evans. Because he's quite good when he plays a nasty person. Although what else has he played a nasty person in? Now he's out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, But then I said the plot was pretty cliche, but I did think it was made a lot better by the lead in Ryan Gosling, Chris Evans and Amade Armas. But I did think Jessica Henwick, Roger Jean Page and Billy Bob Thornton were all a little bit disappointing. Who's Jessica Henwick? The girl who was in the CIA, the young one, who you said, oh, what do I recognise her from? I was like, she was in the new Matrix film. Doesn't really matter. No. Drawing a blank there. I was... was, um, Which I suppose says something about her performance. Yeah, I guess so. Since Um, it was only two days ago that we watched it. I really thought Roger Jean Page had a good chance of being the new Bond, but after that... Well, I don't... You never know if it's performance or... What they were given, but I did. He looks the bo- like the Bond part. Yeah, I feel like he wasn't that dissimilar to who he played in Bridgerton. No, I don't agree there. Why? Because it was in a completely different time period. Oh yeah, I know, but like. <laughs> In terms of in terms of what he brought to acting yeah, no, no, but a character, wow. he didn't really show me much versatility. Um, right, and we've just finished before recording watching Brown and Charles, a oh. quaint little British comedy that had us laughing quite a bit. It's ninety-one minutes long, so with credit, if you finish. Like, with credits, it's, like, less than an hour and a half. Yeah. And I've put three and a half star on Letterboxd and said, like a fictionalised feature-length episode of The Undateables. Absolutely adorable, lovely British film. 
I used the word adorable as well. Oh, well it was adorable. So I gave it four because I liked it a lot. Mm. And I put the most unassuming love story you'll ever see. Totally charming and oh so funny. It's one of those gentle tales about a bunch of adorable weirdos. Cute. Yeah. Very much enjoyed that for a Wednesday night. Yes. Shall we move on to Trailer Trash or Treasure? Did you want to talk about anything in the news this week? Oh, actually, yeah, I did. Just quickly, thank you for reminding me. Sean Levy, who is to direct Deadpool 3 and did that other one with Ryan Reynolds this year, like The Space on Netflix, something. The Space? It was like set in space and he, he met his younger self oh he was like time travel yeah space um, whatever it was called um, I want to anyway, say the Adam project but is that wrong is it thank Correct, you yeah. thank you so Sean Levy, Levi Levy is set to direct a new Star Wars film but then I've put but will he because we've got had a lot of directors that's been announced as directing a Star Wars film and then nothing seems to happen. I wouldn't want to, following Andor. No. I mean, Ryan Johnson had a trilogy in mind, but was too busy on Knives Out films. Um, Patty Jenkins. Interesting choice to go for Knives Out over Star Wars. Well, he did episode eight. Yeah, but like, if you're in, 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 in for a penny, in for a pound. In for a million pennies, in for a million pounds. So, yeah. Okay, um, fair enough. But it's just interesting to think, will this one actually happen? And when will the next Star Wars film actually come out? Because if it is going to be 2025, then God. that'll be six years since the start of theatrical release of Star Wars. But um, if you will actually, this is a point, not many people seem to be watching Andor, but I genuinely think it's some of the best Star Wars since the original trilogy. Listeners, if you have been umming and ahhing about Andor because yeah. you weren't sure about the other recent uh, Star Wars TV shows, watch forget it. all that, watch Andor. Because this tells Lucasfilm that we like more adult themes in our Star Wars content, and if more people watch it, they'll do more. Not that we'll change that trajectory, but we might help. Hey, them. we might do. Yeah. Trailer Trash or Treasure Time. Let's do it. Yeah. Dear listeners. Rate a trailer that has been released this week and look forward to a future release. I just realised I didn't do my homework from last week. I've not written you a good intro for Trailer Trash or Treasure or for the next bit. Anyway, listeners, the link is, as always, in the show notes. So if you'd like to watch along, pause now. Hang on, we haven't told them what it is. Oh, shit. Go on. Beep. Beep. It is The Whale, which has been getting a lot of film festival love this year. Um, I've seen a little bit of the trailer, but it's only a minute long. I remember putting it on and then I got distracted by something. Um, Brendan Fraser's portrayal has been, like, massively... Uh, what am I saying? What do I know Brendan Fraser from? He was in The Mummy films. The mm. handsome one that was with Rachel Vines years ago. I know the film. And then he kind of fell from grace them. a bit and didn't really get many Hollywood roles. Um, but now there is talk that this will bring him back into the spotlight with his performance. Oh, okay. So let's watch it. So now, if you want to watch along, you can pause. 
Yes. See you on the other side. His performance will floor you. One of the reviews says in that trailer. Well, it it was a trailer of reviews, not a trailer of the film. Well, that's normally what tends to happen, I think, because it's been doing the awards circuits and the embargo is lifted so you can review it. I think people review things. Mm. And then... Well, that's I'd... what they use for the trailer and they don't give much away. Because they know that it's not going to be a mass market film. They don't yeah. have to put a trailer together where it brings millions of people into the cinema. No, but I mean, it'd be nice to know what I'm getting in, getting in for. Sadie Singh of Stranger Things. Thought recognised her. Aim is in there. Um, I don't really know what it's about. Couldn't tell you. Looks emotional. Brendan Fraser's got one of them oxygen tubes in his nose at one point, so I assume he's poorly. What does he say? Humans are incapable of not caring or something, and they're amazing. Humans are amazing. So, very brief, but watch out for it on awards season coming up, because there will be a lot of talk about it. Said it's out this December? I don't know if that will be the case in the UK, but I'm sure it'll be out. December, January, February time. Okay. okay. Well, I hope we don't have to wait too long. Where's Pearl? That's what I want to know. Have we still not got a release no. date for it? No. I feel like it's been out for ages already. Yeah, it's on, it's on streaming in America. It's already done cinema and streaming. It's annoying. But yes, that was Trailer Trash or Treasure. Is it trash or is it treasure? As a trailer, trash. Oh, see, I'm going to try it's rare that we're that way around yeah because it gets you excited and I think because I know a little bit more about the film it did me can't beat a a performance that's gonna floor you king well I mean but you didn't get that from the trailer you got that from the review you could have you could have read that review anywhere well, though. Didn't, you didn't need a trailer. The music and, mm. the, and the feeling that it gave me, it was very. In A twenty four, I trust that it will be a good film, but for as far as trailers go, it hasn't um, sparked any emotion. Right. Well, let's move on to the feature. Main feature. I don't know yet. The feature. This Can week's feature next time, please. is My Policeman. It is. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Do you want to do your synopsis? My plot synopsis. Are you going to tell me off for it being too long this time? It's three sentences, four sentences. Barbarian, you just talk through the full film. Okay, well, in around 1998, Patrick arrives at Marion's home on the Sussex coast after having a debilitating stroke. Tom, Marion's husband, struggles to welcome him into the home. The film then flashes back to the 50s when the couple met and follows the story of Tom and Marion's budding romance. Then, the script is flipped. Oh, rhymed. Uh, when an older Marion discovers Patrick's old diaries, and as she's reading it, turns out the budding romance isn't between Tom and Marion, it's between Patrick and Tom. Yeah. Good synopsis. This you time. looked at me confused then, no, but I well, think that makes I, sense. I think it makes sense, but when you've said the script is flipped when older Marion discovers Patrick's old diaries... Mm. She knew what was going on when she was younger, though. But she's never read his diaries before. Oh, so her, the diaries confirmed her thinking. The diary is what sets out, like, the telling of the actual truth of the story. Yeah. The first bits are her memories, and then the second bits are as told in the diary, oh. is what I got from it. All oh, right, cool. So, first thoughts, you know. It's a very slow burner. Yeah. PC plod along. (laughs) Which is funny because he's a policeman. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Intentional. I've kind of said it does plod along for quite a bit. And at times it does feel a bit boring. Um, Yeah. The mood is a weird one, isn't it? It could have probably been told more effectively. Like, I don't really know how. But it was just something about it. It was it was like the the payoff that you get, which is rewarding, comes a bit too late. Yeah, I also think maybe it is a victim of its own. Uh, I don't know what the word is to put there, but because it's a gay film and because it's Harry Styles, it obviously got a lot of hype when we found out it was coming out. Um, and people get quite excited about that. And then they want, well, like, yeah, there's no more loyal uh, demographic than the LGBTQs. Yeah, that's true. And so you're like, oh, yes, a gay film, and it's got Harry Styles in. Awesome. And then it's a bit slow, not particularly exciting, I think is fair to say. So maybe expectations were just ever so slightly not what we got and so i don't know if i had expectations like that because the more queer films that are coming out the better Mm. and there's always going to be like a spectrum if you pardon the pun oh yeah quality um you know not every lgbt plus film has to be like a major awards darling like moonlight or whatever Mm. um but yeah it just was a bit slow at times um i do you want to talk about harry styles whilst we were 
Like well, yeah, and even as far as kind of setting up expectations for it, Harry Styles in an interview made comments about how sex scenes in films about gay men lack tenderness generally because it's just it about romping. When he was on the on the press for this, I think so. Yeah, did, yeah. There were tender in this. There were, but there weren't any more tender than I've ever seen before. Do you think? Yeah. Oh, I I would agree. I a lot of gay sex isn't as. <laughs> so when I used to work in a restaurant, this is this is funny. What, where's this, Kevin? I'll, you'll get it. You'll get it. Okay. You know, you you keep saying that we'd like to tell who we are in this podcast. Well, so when I was <laughs> tell it then. <laughs> um, when I was about eighteen. We used to play a game, me and the staff. Mm. And if a couple was on a date, oh no, yeah, okay. We used to say, "Do yeah. they fuck, or do they make love?" Which is a bit weird <laughs> when you say it out loud. But that's the game, and we used to walk past each other like mm. make love, like mm. whispering. So this couple make love, yeah. <laughs> mm. Most intimacy in LGBT films until now, I would say, never. <laughs> so, I can't... I'm trying to think of examples. Well, bros, they were going to town a bit. Yeah, that came out at the in same time the side, as this, though. They were certainly... Mm. <laughs> can't get the words out. Um... Fire Island, they were... Not all of it. Not all of it, well... Yeah. Yeah. Um, there haven't really been... Wildhood. films. Oh, that was quite tender. That was Up more tender. That was more tender than this. Anyway, my point wasn't that it wasn't tender. I don't like the word tender. It reminds me of work. <laughs> <laughs> it just didn't... I don't know. I feel like... Harry Styles' comment maybe was under-researched. So I was expecting something like mind-blowingly emotional. And what I got was an all right, soft, sexy. I think that's the film, though. Yeah. None of it was particularly Yeah, maybe that's fair. Maybe it? that's fair. So it's like, I've wrote, yeah. so going on about the cast then, I do think Harry Styles performance here is better than Don't Worry Darling. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, and they're all pretty capable, but I do... I quite like David Dawson as the younger well, Patrick. I thought that he was definitely a standout. Yeah. But, um, and I've not really seen him in much before. Um, I feel like I recognise them, but I can't quite put my finger on where. You do that. From... There's so many things we watch, you go, where they're from, where they're from. Um, I have put the, all the cast were pretty capable, mm. but I didn't think Emma Corrin was all that great compared to how she was in the last season of The Crown. Yeah. Um, I thought Linus Roach and Rupert Everett, especially when you cast somebody like Rupert Everett, I felt that they were a bit wasted. And I know it wasn't necessarily their story, but to have so much of the focus on the 80s or 90s. 90s. It? 90s. To then kind of 
waste. I felt like they were wasted a bit. Those, well, that's what I mean. Like and the older, what was the other guy called? Tom. Tom. Like, but I did really like Gina McKee's performance. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fair. As Marion, I thought she was... I think what this could have maybe done with is deciding who it was about. Because the older characters in the 90s, it was very much about Gina McKee, I thought. Yeah. Whereas... Like, why not centre the whole story around... Uh, yeah, it just more. felt like it wasn't it wasn't quite balanced enough to tell it fully coherently. I don't know. I feel like I'm talking I about it a bit too a harshly. I think this is a play. Can you quickly Google for Like me? in real life, yeah. or you think it'd be better as? A play? Because I think because of how intimate it is character-wise, I mean, how many characters are in this? Literally six, but... One's a younger version and an older version, and then a couple of kind of extras. But uh, oh, it's a novel, but it's not a play. It's a play as well. It doesn't say anything about it being a play. I'm gonna Google on the internet. Do you not trust my use I of the internet? I don't sometimes. No. That's probably fair, actually. Yeah. So I thought there were bits about. Marion's character that could have been developed a little bit more that would have allowed us to connect a bit more with the characters. Like, for example, um, young Marion was a school teacher and when she discovered that her husband had homosexual tendencies, as she put it, her best pal at school was like, well, I'm also gay, so... What's the situation? And I was like, that was a moment that felt really important, but didn't land as impactfully as I wanted it to, I think. I think that's the thing. I think it had all of the... Right ingredients. Yeah. Yeah. We love the food metaphor on this, don't we? Maybe I'm just hungry. You're always hungry. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's just... Yeah... There was just something missing. And I think, you know, it is an interesting story as well. It's Mm. got a very... um, It's very well... Why can't I get my words out? I don't know, actually. It's actually a bit worrying, this. It's very, like... How do I say it? It's sense of time, the historical period. Yeah. It's very lived in. Yeah. It's got all that going for it, I think it it portrays kind of what it was like to be a gay man during these times mm. very well. Um, you know, and seeing gay men be in prison for their sexuality, like, it's quite an upsetting thing to see through the modern lens, um, and I actually can't even really believe it was a thing. Um, it felt really kind of jarring to see it because really it's not that what to see him put up in the court and stuff yeah Yeah. for being gay and like the way the police were with him um and and that could have probably been explored a bit more the fact that tom was a policeman 
and that kind of yeah. contradiction. There was a little bit when Patrick was brought into the police station. Yeah. I feel like that kind of internal conflict could have it been like, explored a little bit more. It hinted on so many things I wanted it to take a bit further and then moved past them all, I think. Mm. But I think it's worth mentioning, though. I thought it was shot like really nicely i've i got yeah. a real sense of the south coast community yeah, that it was set else. in i really liked um, its sense of place and how it used brighton and the south coast and yeah location. and i thought you could tell the kind of change in the community over the 40 years between the old and the new as well um yeah it wasn't. It, it wasn't like an idealized picture of '90s Sussex. It was corner shops and scruffy cars and yeah, things. Yeah, and, and also attitudes weren't still weren't all that great in the '90s either. And I know this is Brighton, so it's a lot more liberal than yeah. a lot of the rest of the UK would have been yeah. during that time. Mm. Um. But it's still, you know, it's not 2022, is it? So I did think it was interesting when older Tom saw that gay couple. And all his internalised homophobia got out again. That was quite, that made me feel something. Um, Well, yeah, I think in that moment, it felt like it suddenly breathed life into a story about what life might become if you have to hide your true self. Um, for years, like decades as well, not even just like, oh, you're still a bit young, you're not quite worked out who you are, but like, Marion knew he was gay from the 1950s, and here they are still in the late 90s, still married and still miserable. Well, I quite often, and I've had this discussion with my mum once before about, I wonder how common this setup was. Because if you think about how many gay people we know mm. now, yeah. modern times, and if you beamed us all back to the 50s, yeah, there's a good chance that every single one of us could have been in a relationship with a woman and in a situation like this. Because society was... I don't know if it necessarily be every single one. A lot of but def. It would definitely be the middle class ones. Yeah. Even I would have thought. Like working class. Oh, mm, yeah. Maybe it's not even about class. No, because I but there are there are people. Will have always done what they've wanted to do. Yeah, so but there are also the... people that care about image and also care about like social pressure more than others. And yeah. those that don't care about social pressure will have been more content living as a secret gay man single than as a secret gay man married. But even if you were single Mm. at this time, I think people thought there could be gay because it's like you were meant to have a wife, a child, yeah, like whatever. So it's like even if you were single, there was probably rumours about you. Well, yeah, probably. So, I just find it, because there isn't, so how old were these in the 90s in this, would we say? In the 60s, in the 70s? Uh, Well, they retired, but they didn't look all that old. So, let's say 60s, yeah? 
So let's yeah. say they were in the 60s. So yeah, in the, yeah. In the 2010s, if the, if these were real people, mm. that would have been, they would have been in their 80s. Mm. Okay, so not that long ago. We don't know all that many queer, openly queer, 80-year-olds. Well, I mean, half of them did get wiped out by a... I know. What I'm, say- what I'm trying to say is I think this setup will have been a lot more common than people like necessarily thought. Yeah. And I'd love to know, you know, like... Well, maybe that's, you know, like, that's you why... You go to your grandma and granddad sometimes, like, do you ever think any of your brothers were gay? And if you ask them, it'd be like, oh, I've no idea. But it's a good chance that, like... Well, some of them would have been. been. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. it's like... I'm saying it's just, I think this setup will have been... Yeah, but that's exactly what makes it a story worth telling and a film probably worth watching. It just, I wish it had been told um, a bit differently, I want to say. It was just a little bit too drawn out in certain places, so you almost started to lose interest in the characters, which is the opposite effect of what you need mm-hmm. for a film like this, telling a story like that. Um because what I wanted to be was invested in all three of them, and I ended up just not really liking any of them. Yeah, I get that. Oh yeah. Yeah. I wasn't. I didn't. I mean, I liked Patrick. And yeah. I did feel like it in my gut a little bit when we found out that when he was reported to the his workplace, which was the museum. Yeah. And then the police got called, and then we find out it was Marion. Yeah. Which she's been hiding this secret, but I thought it was pretty obvious that it was her. Oh, yeah, I you got know. that from the moment that he got arrested. That could have been better as well. They could have told it where we could have been shocked if it, like, was her. But like, they could have set it up like it could have been yeah, someone else, and then it turned else. out to be Marion. She was pissed off because they went to Venice together. Which yeah, we, which, to be like, fair, she felt betrayed. I know, but we saw it. So I know. Like, it, it wasn't like yeah. it wasn't like a rug pull. Oh my god, can't believe that's happened. Moment. Yeah. So yeah, I mean. But then I suppose in in that it kind of reflects the mundanity of their life, doesn't it? It being a relatively mundane film. Yeah, but even mundane lives can create can be a really amazing centre of a film. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, I haven't talked myself the up. Gone like, oh, we've had a mundane life, so let's make a three-star mundane film. Like, I don't think anyone... No, that's fair. What did you give it out of interest? Uh, let me have a look, let me have a look, let me have a look. Oh, oh no... Apologies, Apologies, listeners. That's the dishwasher. Let me just go and fix that. Just pause it one second and hold that thought, everyone. We're back. Yes. So, I gave it three star. I gave it three and a half. Really? I think so, yeah. yeah. The way you've been talking about it, I wouldn't have... Well, I know. I feel like the things that I've had to say about it are harsher than I felt watching it. That's all part of this though. Yeah. You know, and a little bit of time, doesn't it? Like, you never know what. Your perception of a film changes from when you've first watched it to a month after, a week after. So, do you know what I mean? So, I think, 
I'm not going to race to watch it again. Race? But if... You know what I'm referring to there? No. Our peppermint and Bob the Drag Queen when someone says race and then they start laughing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to rush back to watch it. <laughs> yeah. But... Oh, I'll never watch this If, again. say... This will never happen. If, say, like, my dad and Leslie were like, oh, do you fancy watching that My Policeman? I would sit down and watch it with them. Oh, yeah. That's where I'm yeah, at yeah, yeah. with this. I'd never put it on again, I would choice, but there's not many films I would because there's just so much content these days. It's like, although I could, would always re-watch Lord of the Rings. Mm. So, extended versions as well. <laughs> Gosh. So, yeah. Yeah. I think that's pretty much it then. Mm. And that's all for this time. If you have enjoyed You've done this, that again. I haven't. I purposely this time thought I won't repeat that again. You said, I that's said, pretty much enjoyed... it. And that's all for this time. Yeah, I know. It's the same I, sentence. I, twice. I even went, and that's all for this time. Anyway, okay. if you enjoyed this episode of Gaze on Film, please subscribe, rate, and comment on, the, on your podcasting platform of choice. Do you know what it is? If you say... I think that's it then, or whatever. Just don't say, and that's all for Ned, this time. The listeners don't need to hear this telling off. You can do it once we've finished. Thanks. I've said what I need to say now. <sighs> Go on. I've lost my train of thought. Uh, you don't here. forget to follow us on Instagram and <laughs> Twitter at Gaze on Film. We'd love to hear your thoughts. At Gaze on Film Pod. Pod, sorry. Especially on this one. So please do feel to drop us a message. I'm not on the last sentence yet. I really just want to highlight um, reviews, especially on Apple Podcasts. Um, we haven't had one in a while, so... And... You, you can actually give more than one, so as the podcast has developed, if you think, oh, I'll go back and give them another five star, we'd massively appreciate that. Yes, and it's important for algorithm purposes yeah, that you leave us a few words, not just a star rating, because yeah. it helps other people find us. Um, which we'd love because um, it's quite mad to think that we're being listened to in quite a lot of places. Who had listened to the podcast? Oh, oh my God. Just before before we go. (laughs) So Harry, my housemate, it was his birthday last weekend. And um, he invited a few of his friends, one of whom I was just chatting to. Hello, Alex. (laughs) Um, turns out he's a fan of the podcast and he was like, are you case on film? I was like, yes, that's me. Gorgeous to meet a fan in real life. So, um, yes, it was heartening to know that you do exist and, um, what a made it moment. Yeah. Famous. Thanks, Alex. And we're on the... But I have been Declan And I have been Ned And this has been Gears on Thanks for listening Bye. Bye Even when we're on a budget We still deserve nice things Quince is a place to scoop up Stunning high-end goods For 50 to 80% less than similar brands They have buttery soft cashmere sweater Starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.